I think it was when people started really like propping me out for it and saying, hey, I love this. I want this on my table. Like, can you make one for, you know, my front area of my house? Like just asking different things. That was when I realized that I can really impact other people and share my like passion with other people. Because I'm thinking like, this is just something that I was doing for my island at home. And this is just something for my table. Mm-hmm. Just something for me to like release after a hard day work, you know? Um, but then really understanding that other people liked it too, gave me, I guess, the confidence to go out there and really be able to design for other people. What up, though, Black Friday's family, and welcome to another installment of the Black Friday's podcast. We come to you humbly, continuing our Black our Black Wedding Vendor Series, and I'm joined once again by none other than Mrs. Turner. How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. good. And we have somebody who pulled double duty at the wedding, and we yes. are super grateful for their efforts in that. We have Miss Ayana Savage, who is not only a bridesmaid, but she also was our flower dealer joining us today. How are you? Good, good. I was so happy to be a part of you guys' special day. We Thank you. Awesome. I'm grateful. Um, we have been friends for a very long time. Yes, One of my oldest friends. And it was a full circle moment for me because, I mean, I was thinking back on your wedding and that was a double duty day too. Uh, yeah, I did some decor at your wedding. It's crazy. <laughs> I was like, that's It's time circle. for me to pay it forward. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so, I was super grateful. I was very excited. Um, Ayana did all of our bouquet arrangements. Mm-hmm. And she also provided some of the florals um, for the church decor as well. Mm-hmm. So super grateful for you. Um, very excited for you in this new journey. And we're excited to talk about it. Yeah. Thank you. If it weren't for Ayana, we would have had a bare church. So we definitely <laughs> grateful for that. <laughs> Thank you for making it beautiful. And if you don't mind, if you could introduce yourself to the viewers, the listeners of who Ayana is, and then also tell us about your business, The Flower Dealer. Awesome. Well, I am Ayana Savage. I am a mother of two. I'm a wife, um, born and raised in Detroit, went to Hampton University, um, and work in finance right now. But um, a year ago, I discovered that my passion is flowers. Um, kind of stemmed from, I feel like, some mental health challenges that I was having. And I was trying to find an outlet, something that was going to allow me to be able to express myself, that was just going to allow me to get into my zone, my own thoughts, and just focus on just making things beautiful and something other than real life at that moment. And that's where flowers came into play. I always have loved flowers. My husband you know, would buy me flowers from time to time. And one day he was like, you know, instead of me buying flowers, what if you just go get some and make your own arrangement? And then from that point, I like spent hours and hours just doing it, making just different designs and falling in love with flower arrangements and seeing all the different things that you can do with flower arrangements. And I was like, maybe I can make this into a business. People started reaching out and saying, hey, will you make me an arrangement? You know, can you do this? Can you do that? And that kind of forced me to get out of my comfort zone and start to do things that I didn't think I would normally be able to do. Um, And that's kind of where the flower dealer came from. Nice. And at what point did you, so I know you said people started reaching out and asking for you to provide your services for them, but mentally, at what point did you say, okay, I can take this from a hobby into an actual business and run it that way? Because some people are just good, just operating in that space and like, let me just create. That's all I want to do. I don't care about all the, the businessy stuff, but what made you um, turn the switch? 
I think it was, I always created flowers for myself because I enjoyed doing it. I think it was when people started really like propping me out for it and saying, hey, I love this. I want this on my table. Like, can you make one for, you know, my front area of my house? Like just asking different things. That was when I realized that I can really impact other people and share my like passion with other people because I'm thinking like, this is just something that I was doing for my island at home. And this is just something for my table. Mm -hmm. Just something for me to like release after a hard day work, you know? Um, but then really understanding that other people liked it too, gave me, I guess, the confidence to go out there and really be able to design for other people. Nice. So as you've gotten into flowers, um, one of the things that we talked about just as we were preparing for our wedding is that your knowledge base of flowers has skyrocketed in terms of just like knowing, I remember we were talking about a particular arrangement. You were like, well, these are this flower versus that. I still can't remember the names. <laughs> and you were like, well, you know, these start at this price point. And you were talking to me about like wholesale prices. And then you also told me that you had like a mentor in the floral business. Mm -hmm. Like how did you go about kind of immersing yourself into the educational aspect of what it's like to do floral arrangements? Yeah, well, I feel like I am the type of person when I find something that I really am interested in, I go down a rabbit hole with it. So like any free time that I have, any, oh, y'all are so cute. I just love that. So cute. Let's I, do that. He let me do a whole interview like, with something like this. <laughs> no, I had to get it right. It's <laughs> so cute. Thank you. Um, no, but I feel like I would spend every moment that I could just learning more about flowers. Like I would be on Instagram looking at other people's pages. I would be on YouTube watching different techniques. I would, there are online floral classes that I've taken, you know, just to kind of really expand my knowledge of how to do arrangements and what flowers, how to take care of flowers, how to make them last longer, that sort of thing. Um, and even though I work very hard in my normal life, like in my nine to five, I, that is my outlet. That's why I feel like I'm using my nine to five to fund my side hustle. Hey. And I'm mm -hmm. trying to make my side hustle my nine to five, hey, which yes. I know is going to be 24 hours in mm -hmm. one day. But um, that's that's the plan, I guess. And that's kind of where it came from. It's just like right now, if I wasn't here right now, I'd probably be looking at flower stuff. When I'm in the car, I listen to flower podcasts. Like I listen wow, to a lot of things. Like flower like podcasts? Podcast. Yes, yes. There's like podcasts for people who want to start businesses and flowers. Like I just love listening to everything about flowers and just talking mm -hmm. about flowers and just flowers are just so great. <laughs> That's amazing. Silk flowers, yeah. real flowers. Like there's so many different types. So. You're really locked in. It's not yeah. for play play. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not for play play. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So now we're gonna have a little bit of fun. I'm gonna introduce you to my favorite part of Black Fridays, which is Freestyle Fridays. <laughs> so Ayana, I know you have a background in rapping and poetry. So if you could, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> 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 I did some digging, some extensive research. <laughs> no, it's it's a random assortment of questions. They all okay. about you, and we just ask that you answer each one and answer honestly. Okay. All right. Cool. So uh, I'm gonna start with a heavy hitter off top. Actually, no, I'm gonna start with one, and then I'm gonna go into another one. What's your family nickname? What does your family call you? Oh my gosh, mm. Pooh Bear. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my mom calls me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite uh, restaurant that you've been to recently in the metro area? Mm, favorite restaurant. Um, is it Boboa? African? The Burundian restaurant? No, or Boboab Bo Bo Fair. Boboab Fair. Yeah, Boboab yes. Fair. Yeah. 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 Oh, in the Woodward? Yes. Nice. Me and Les love their uh, plantains. Mm -hmm. and I think it's like fish that they have that's really good. 
Yeah, that was really good. You can get a solid yeah. meal there. Yeah, we like it yeah, too. Yeah, it's good. That's yeah. Good. <laughs> I want to know, tell me a funny story about you and Amanda growing up. Uh, oh, boy. Hmm. <laughs> Let's see here. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's some good times. Um, but I will start with the fact that Amanda um, is has so... I don't know if you want me to tell the story. I'm, I, I don't know okay. what the story is. <laughs> I hope it's okay for me to tell the story. Okay, I'm nervous. Um, you know, it's something called editing in case you get too crazy. Okay, that too. okay there's, <laughs> that. there's that. There's that. Uh, Amanda was friends with somebody in high school who um, I really liked. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> like, was obsessed with this person <laughs> to the point where I, my first email address the first letter in my email address was for him because I really liked him so much. Facts. So, so lame. Facts. Um, I still remember that email. And I was just like, Amanda, you got to introduce me. Like, how do you know him? Like, can you please introduce me? And she actually introduced me. She was like, hi, this is my friend Ayana. And long story short, I gave him my number. He had a girlfriend already, but I gave him my number. <laughs> and then he called me one day out of the blue before I could even have boy phone calls. And, <laughs> and he said, he said, uh, hey, are you going to be at the State Fair? You remember? Because he yeah. used to always be at the State, State Fair, Fair trying yep. to perform and everything. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to be at the State Fair. And then I hung up because my mom was about to say who was on the phone. So... That was one of the funnier stories between the man and I. Oh, good times. times. So can I ask you this? Is this one her and her beef uh, with Detroit? Stop. Uh, Detroit Upper Echelon folks started. Why are you putting this out here? <laughs> no. Okay. All right. All right. I don't think so. Okay. Because <laughs> she got a list. She got a, know, she got a list. Yeah, she got a list of folks. It's so. not She got a list. It's she not that list. bad. But Amanda and I played tennis together. Mm -hmm. That was fun. That was really fun. Um, we've done so many things. I feel like a theme song for us playing tennis together. Tell me if I'm wrong, but is Confessions by Usher. Do you remember that that was like, it was that a was series not of a, songs that okay, came out. But no, you know what that is? What? That's the Black College Tour moment. Is it? That I is. feel like it was, that we was also that, won a Black College we Tour did, together. We did, we did. Really fun. Atlanta was the first stop. Really fun. We were walking we got down the belts. street. We, we got, did. We oh, got wow. <laughs> that picture. I might let you put that picture on this uh, podcast. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna need that. I'm gonna need that. It's, it's wild. It's, it's wild. wild. It's wild. But I remember distinctly mm. us walking to the underground and us being. You know how like you walk in and you hear people's music and mm -hmm. Usher Confessions was playing. That whole yeah. album was playing throughout Atlanta at that time. So yeah, to me, that, that is that soundtrack. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Good times. Good times. Lots, <laughs> lots of good memories. What is your favorite uh, flower to work with right now? Roses. I feel like that's such a like a basic answer. Like, oh, everybody loves roses. Mm -hmm. But roses, I feel like because the stems are sturdier and because you can flex them to be bigger, if it's going to be an event that's going to be coming up soon or if it's going to be where, hey, you want to keep the flowers longer, you won't flex them, let them naturally just open up um, in kind of like a room temperature environment. I really like roses because they're so versatile. Like you can stick them in foam and make different arrangements for a wedding that I did last month um, for 250 people. And I did like all of the arrangements. Mm -hmm. um, what was really cool is we use mostly roses. We use dahlias and we use other flowers like um, Gerber daisies and stuff. But also 
Um, the, the roses, I feel like, were the most versatile and the easiest to work with because you could stick them in foam very easily. They would last. They lasted the whole reception and looked very vibrant. People had them and texted me, said they had them for like a week afterwards because, you know, everybody takes the centerpieces after weddings. Yes. So <laughs> it was just um, cool to see that they were lasting as long as they did. And then, as you guys know, I kind of got sick after the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a ton of flowers left over that were in my garage. And those flowers lasted like two weeks afterwards. So, and most of them were roses. So I, that's another reason why I like roses. They last the longest, I feel like. Gotcha. Beautiful. And last but not least, do you have a funny or interesting moment that you witnessed at our wedding? Because we always try to get every different folks point of view from the, the ceremony, the reception, all that stuff. Oh, I know somebody probably already said this, but the the best heartwarming, funny like just sweet moment was when you were dancing with your grandmother. Oh, like yeah, every yeah. that was a highlight. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, she was getting it. A, she was. Yeah, she was star. She, she a star. Yeah. I love that. And the funny like, thing is, she like, I wanted to go out there and dance with her. That's what I wanted to do. I really did. <laughs> like, I was like, she on. literally gave somebody her can and she got down. She handled business. So I, I love that. That was yeah. really sweet. That was a great moment. Hopefully you guys got that all on camera. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good. yeah. No, that That's that was dope. Moment. That's definitely one of my my favorite moments. People still talking about that. I'm like she and she don't like attention, but I'm like <laughs> yeah, you was a star. She just yeah. showed out. Key. Mm-hmm. Showed out. Yeah. Show out. She did. She showed out. She she. She, yeah. she like this is my song. How you know this? I was like <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I know a couple out. things. That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. She showed out. She showed out. <laughs> Y'all both did. Y'all did a good job. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for participating in Freestyle Fridays. You passed successfully. So appreciate you (laughs) engaging with us in that and want to go more back into like the the business aspect of it. So Mm -hmm. what I'm curious as to what is your process for a wedding in terms of when you are asked to make certain types of arrangements or things like that? Like you say, you just did one for 250 folks and then we had a large wedding as well. Mm -hmm. Like how do you kind of what's your steps in terms of getting all that done because I'm assuming you are, you're a business of one right now. So mm-hmm. how do you, what's your process to make sure you, you show up and show up? Yeah. So I am a business of one, but I also have my husband Okay. and my mom is mm-hmm. like my right hand when it comes to actually getting deep into like doing the flower arrangements. So the cool thing about doing flowers is that I can teach people like how to do them and teach them how to do the design so that I can focus on other things. So like if say for the wedding that we just did, I was doing um, like some of the centerpieces, I could show her, hey, do all the greenery in this way. And then I'll come in and put it in the roses. And then after that, I'll come in and put the dahlias in like we kind of had like a assembly line going so to speak for mm-hmm. it but as far as the process for getting ready for a wedding um the first step is obviously clean making sure you have a clean space to work in um so for me that's between my garage and my basement um based on the temperature you have to make sure that it's not obviously too hot um, we have a controlled temperature tent in our garage that i keep a lot of flowers in um, especially if the wedding or the event is not going to be until like for a couple of days um, but we pick up the flowers from the wholesaler. I work with the wholesaler locally, um, pick up the flowers and then you prep them, meaning that you have to trim the stems, trim any extra leaves, because if the leaves get into the water while they're waiting, or even when you put them in the arrangements, it will um, pollute the water because it has bacteria in, um, on the leaves and stuff. So you have to take any thorns off. You have to trim the stems, put flower food in the water, 
Um, and then after that, make sure that you have all the materials that you need, like uh, foam, make sure the foam has soaked. If you're gonna make some sort of design arrangement, like an arch, like how you guys had an arch at your wedding, mm -hmm. that was done. I know I didn't do the arch, but the arch was done probably with foam. Mm -hmm. um, even though, you know, even if they're silk flowers, they're done with foam because it's easy to just stick and you can maneuver it very easily. Um, and then after that, it's just a matter of designing it and keeping it fresh until the day of. Okay. It's pretty fun. So <laughs> what is your first, not your first step, but what does a consultation look, with you look like? I know what ours look like, but mm -hmm. you do weddings. You also do arrangements for people's homes. You do holidays. Mm -hmm. What does that consultation process look like for you? So usually I'll send um, folks like a questionnaire, have them fill it out to say like, what what do you want your day to look like? What, what are you trying to get from me? Um, just get like some sort of details about colors, about flowers that you like. Like the last wedding that I did, she was very against white. She didn't want any white. Like, I don't want any white. I just want orange, blue, peach, that's it. Mm -hmm. And so um, that was really interesting for me to know because sometimes when I do fillers, you know, I don't want to use any white fillers if I know that she doesn't like white flowers. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, outside of that, like we'll have a consultation and I usually will bring based on any um, inspiration pictures that the client provided, I will bring like ideas. I'll give them like choices and options, usually one, two or three options based on whatever they said that they wanted. And then we just kind of go from there as far as the price point that they're looking for. Nice. And have you had any, have you had the opportunity to do any collaborations? I know you said you work with a wholesaler, but mm -hmm. have you had a chance to like collaborate with any other flower artists or like compare notes and like kind of talk shop? I haven't, but you know, it's interesting that you bring that up because um, I was at the wholesaler uh, shop probably I'd say two months ago with Les and Les is my husband. And we were just picking up like an order out of, probably for just like a bouquet because sometimes brides that I work with, um, they will just want like, hey, I just want my bridal bouquet done. And so I've done a few of those this year too. Um, and we were picking up some flowers and there was a lady who was there and she was like, hey, she was like, I'm just getting started. Like I was wondering if you could be my mentor. And, you know, I just want to help you out. Like, how can I get my foot in this business? And I'm like, that's so crazy because I'm just getting into this business. <laughs> like, it was such a weird moment for me because I'm like, I, I, I don't feel like I'm at that point where I can show other people like how to start a business because I'm still trying to get there myself. But it showed me that there was still something that I could offer at that point. Like I still did connect with her. Her and I text back and forth about different arrangements that she's done and I'll give her tips and stuff. So I like that networking opportunity. Um, and it was kind of a confidence booster. I'm not going to lie. It was a little bit of a confidence it booster. It should be. It like, should be. Hey, yeah. Okay, cool. I did that. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. And she didn't even know me. Like I'm just walking around. But um, I don't think that there's a lot of black florists either out there. I feel right. like I know we have we do have a black wholesaler in Detroit. Um, who I use for my wedding. Um, and then we also have um, the Detroit Flower Company, yep. young lady who's doing very well. Um, I have a lot of respect for her as well. Um, but I definitely feel like there's space for all of us. So I never want to make it seem like I don't want to help anybody. I'm just like, whoa, me? <laughs> like It was just such a full circle moment for me to be like, that was me a, a couple, like a year ago when mm -hmm. I was trying to figure things out. Mm -hmm. I just got an LLC and I'm trying to like figure out what am I supposed to do with this now? Like, I don't even know. I just like flowers. So it's been nice. It's been rewarding. Oh, yeah. So I was introduced to the flower dealer. Um, of course, we've been in like <clears throat> a pandemic panorama situation for years. Um, and then 
It was like one day on social media, all of a sudden, you don't post that often before. I didn't know. And then all of a sudden, you start posting these videos, and it's like you doing these beautiful arrangements, and then you got like the music soundtracks, and you see like the before and the after and the process. Yeah. And I'm like, Ayana, what's going on? <laughs> I know. Everybody what? was confused. They're like, what is this? Yeah. What are you doing here? What's happening? Is this your job? Is this your passion? Are you... Yes. What, what's happening here? I, think, I got yeah. so many messages like where it was like, <laughs> what's happening? Legit. <laughs> and I'm it like, was beautiful. I just love it. I just, I don't know what to tell y'all. Like, but I just love it. <laughs> it was a heck of an introduction. It was a beautiful introduction. Yes. Um, your videos, I love your videos. Thank my you. mom, we talk about them. She's like, yeah, she posted this. Like, she didn't normally post before, but like, I love her flower videos and just the arrangements that you do are gorgeous. Thank so you. beyond the aspect of, of course, we know you do it for passion. I imagine you probably recording those when mm -hmm. you're just doing things for yourself and maybe also for business purposes. But how did you get into the social media aspect of it? Because that has been the introduction, mm -hmm. I feel like, of a lot of people to the flower dealer. So how did you get yeah, into that? That's a good point. Um, so again, that first day when Les told me you should just go ahead and do your own flower arrangement, he was like, also record yourself while you're doing it. And I'm mm -hmm. like, okay. <laughs> that feels weird. I didn't have any makeup on. I wasn't ready. I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna just put this right here on this island and I'm gonna just do something. And then I won't post it if I'm not comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. And it is what it is. And then he put something together for me. And he was like, what do you think about this? And I'm like, that looks great. And then so I posted it and I was like, all right, we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. So from that point on, I just felt like, you know, people reacting to it and saying that they liked it and me getting more into different de designs that I wanted to try out. I was like, let me just continue this. Like mm -hmm. it just, it almost became an outlet for me. I'm not going to lie to you. Every time I post a video, I get horrible anxiety because I'm like, what if something like I missed something? What if something looks crazy? Like you, it's a very vulnerable state when mm -hmm. it comes to social media and putting mm -hmm. yourself out there business wise and even putting just your passion out there because People can be, you know, yeah. not that great. So right. um, I haven't had any of those interactions yet, thankfully. But um, I also feel like me being in a space where I'm confident enough to put it out there now, no matter if nobody likes it or not, like that's the space that I was wanting to get into when I first started. When I first started, I was like, I hope everybody likes this. I hope I'm posting it and everybody likes this. But now I'm like, I don't care if I get two likes, if I get no likes, like I, I love doing this for me. Mm -hmm. That's dope. I can definitely identify with that just as far as like getting in, <clears throat> excuse me, getting in the groove of just creating to create mm -hmm. and putting it out there versus like caring about like the numbers and things like yeah. that. I know it's a big thing because social media is essentially like a vanity metric. Yeah. But once you can, I feel like once you can get into that zone of just creating and pushing it out there, I think about people like uh, Keith Lee. So like mm -hmm. now he's like huge in terms of influencing and, and um uh, food tasting and being a food critic, but he would just tell you like I just be eating food, but he did it in a, a creative <laughs> yeah. way. Like I remember, used, I used to like see his TikToks during the pandemic where he was just in the house cooking with his family. Like it was his kid, him, his wife, and he was just making like random meals. And then like that, like he started to find his groove. And then now you see where it can take you. So if you just focus on the creative versus you know focus on what people are gonna like or whatever, you just continue to get better, and then that stuff will come. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And also, too, I feel like it also allows you to see your own progression over mm -hmm. time. Like, I'm sure even you with your podcast, being able to see like when you first started to now mm -hmm. and some things that maybe initially you didn't understand or you didn't do that well. For me, that's how it was. I was like, wow, I overstuffed that base. And now I look at it and I'm like, OK, I know how to balance things so that it doesn't look like that. I know how to freestyle different arrangements and make it still look good type mm -hmm. of thing. So Exactly. I'm curious if you could shed some light on the life of, I call it, workingpreneur, or that's the term that some people use where 
you have a, a nine to five and then that's able to mm -hmm. fund your your uh, business, your small business. And just really for you, what does that look like in terms of, like you said, your wife, your mother, you have other obligations, but you making this a priority in order to go out, create beautiful crafts and then be able to, to share that with other folks and help make their days and events special. But what does that, the inner workings of all those things look like for you? Because you, you do have a, a obligation to a nine to five. It's a lot of Jesus involved. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of Jesus involved. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot at times. But I feel like, you know, again, me knowing that the end result is for me to be full time flower dealer and not doing what I'm doing for my nine to five. That fuels me to be able to continue going and continue working and saying, hey, I'm doing this as a means to an end now. I mean, I do love my nine to five because I've been there for 10 years. You know, I've worked in finance for a long time. Um, but I feel like I'm ready to make an impact in a different way now. I feel like it's time for me to switch gears. Um, I don't want to do the same thing for the rest of my life. And ultimately, I want to work for myself. I want to be able to like have something that's just mine that I can share with my girls and share with my mom even. like. Sorry to go back to this, but another full circle moment for me was when my mom was helping me with the wedding that I did last time. Like my mom was so involved. She was there every step of the way. And like it really showed me that this could be a family business. Like she mm. was so into it. She was asking me tips. She had researched some things before I did. Like it, it just felt so good to have somebody who was not even interested in flowers before this, but it's like, hey, because I know you're passionate about this and I know you need somebody, like I'm gonna throw myself into this with you. Like that just, that was everything for me. So like my end result and the reason why I keep going every day, the reason why I push myself to wake up super early and do all these things is because I know one day it is gonna be me and my mama and we're gonna be doing this thing, this flower thing, and we're gonna be running a shop one day and we're gonna be doing different events and stuff. So. Um, it is hard, but again, a lot of Jesus, a lot of uh, re just reminding myself of like, hey, this is what you're doing this for. Like, just remember the end goal. A lot of videos uh, uh, that I look at about people who started, you know, off and they were working their nine to five and then they quit, took a leap of faith. And, you know, now they're doing well. So I'm hoping to make that happen for myself one day. Phenomenal. So you put that on your mama, that y'all, you and your mama. I put that right? on my mama. Yes, yes, absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Have you started to think about what that transition process looks like for you? Oh, yes, I have. <laughs> I, I dream about it. <laughs> I dream about it all the time. Oh, my goodness. Um, it would be such a blessing. And I've, I've dreamed about not just the transition, but on the other side of things, like different things that I want to do outside of just events. Mm -hmm. Like I know I said, I wanted to have a flower shop that I want to have a storefront one day. I want to have a storefront where people can just come in and pick out their own bouquets. Like, and I'll have stems on the walls and they can basically just um, make their own bouquet at that point, or mm -hmm. they can have us make their bouquet. Mm -hmm. and flower classes. Like I have a lot of things that I want to do. It's just that I have to make that transition and that leap of faith at the right time. Understood. Nice. Nice. So in terms of the, I don't think we got into the services that you offer. So could you share some light on the services that you currently offer? What does that look like if you have any specific packages or anything like that? And then the second part of that is, can you talk about what you aspire to offer in the future? Yeah, of course. So right now I offer just like services for weddings, for events, um, for individual bouquets. Um, so 
right now, if someone did want to reach out to me to do um, any sort of floral services, I, we would go through a consultation process. We would have them answer a questionnaire about, you know, what it is that they want. And then we would go from there. Um, I feel like right now I'm kind of open. Like I'm willing to do anything because I just love doing flowers. Um, as far as in the future things that I want to offer and that I'm going to offer is floral making classes like bouquet classes. I feel like um, that's going to be a hit. And I, I think about things that I would want to do mm -hmm. as a woman and like, oh, I can make a flower like bouquet for myself and I can drink wine. So I want to do floral making classes. Um, I'm actually booked for uh, to do one for my mother-in-law's job as a team building activity for them. Um, so I want to continue doing that and promote that. Um, but other than that, I don't like have any on hand flowers. So that's the one thing that me making the transition to not work in my nine to five would allow me to do is to have flowers at any time. Like, hey, you need a bouquet today. I got you type mm -hmm. of thing. But right now, because I have a nine to five, I don't have flowers all the time. Like I have flowers. We'll have to plan ahead type of thing. So that's the biggest hurdle. Um, so in the future, I'm hoping to be able to have flowers on hand all the time mm -hmm. type of thing. And quick follow up to that for mm -hmm. anybody who's interested in getting to that space. Like you said, you plan to offer classes in the, in the future and start to mm -hmm. experiment with that now. Is there a lot of overhead to the business if you want to start to do your own floral arrangements and things like that? How does that work in terms of what you need to keep on hand versus what you might be able to work with a wholesaler for, for example? I don't think it's a, a lot of overhead. I mean, the overhead would be obviously the space to do the classes um, and then working with a wholesaler. Just I feel like when you build that relationship, they know that, hey, you want to find the best price. You want to find this type of flower. Like I have a really good um, contact that I work with that has helped me a ton. Um, and that has allowed me to be able to, you know, really be able to lean into like different pricing options and price points for clients. If they say, hey, I don't want to spend more than 3000 I don't want to spend more than 500 like whatever that looks like, I can work within that budget type mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. nice. nice. I hope I answered your question. Yeah, no, okay. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to, okay. whatever free game, while we got the expert here, whatever free game, oh, exactly. yeah, thank people you. can. It's not nice. Yeah. That's so nice. That's very nice of you. <laughs> um. I had a question for you. <laughs> How did you go about building your contact base as it pertains to um, operating the business? So you have a wholesaler. Um, mm -hmm. I know you, of course, have immersed yourself in terms of the education aspect and you have like mentors. Like how have you gone about building your support system in this uh, venture? Social media, social media mm -hmm. for sure. Um, connecting with people in other states that do flowers, DMing them and asking them, you know, how they did this and talking to them about different things. I've had people reach out to me on my videos, which is really cool mm -hmm. because I'm like, wow, I'm just like somebody at home doing this. <laughs> like, I didn't think it was, a, you know, that big of a deal. Um, and then also just like talking to people like the same way that the young lady when I was at the wholesaler reached out to me and was asking me to kind of mentor her. I also did that when I first started out when I was going to the wholesaler and really talked to other people about their stuff like and the wholesaler that I work with. They work for a lot of grocery stores. Um, Nino Savaggio's uses them mm -hmm. um, for their flowers and stuff. So I talked to them, too, about how they do things. So that allowed me to really build my contact list up. Um, and then also I feel like just I like watching and following people who have a similar journey that I do, meaning like either they they got together with a friend or a family member and they created a flower business or they did this on their own and they you know made the transition from a nine to five to owning a flower business. And that really just kind of like, I guess, 
uh, fuels me and allows me to feel like I can do it too. Yes. Perfect, perfect. So I want to know, we always ask on Black Fridays, what do you see in your crystal ball for Ayana? What do you see in your crystal ball in the future for the flower dealer? You had talked about it a little bit uh, not too long ago about some of the things you aspire to do and what you have on the horizon. But as far as anything in additional that you think of, of like what this can be, where I see this going, how what what does that look like for you? My goal, I have lots of goals for 2024. But um, one of my goals is to book at least five weddings next year. And I also want to do at least 10 floral making classes. So that's a hefty goal for me, especially because I'll probably still be having a nine to five so <laughs> and, and still a mom, you know. So um, I think that those are things that I'll just have to plan out and continue marketing myself, continue like being putting myself out there and branding myself. Um, I know I mentioned earlier to you guys, I don't like attention and I don't like talking about myself, but I've had to do that more and more in order to be able to share my passion with others. And that's something that I want to continue doing. A lot of my business comes from social media, but also from word of mouth mm -hmm. um, and from people saying, hey, I used her for my wedding or I used her for, you know, this bouquet that she did for my birthday or whatever. And I want to be able to market in other ways as well. Um, this is good too i appreciate you guys for sure for sure <laughs> thank <yeah>. you <laughs> um but i want to be able to do it in other ways i want to push myself out of my comfort zone to do that nice thank you i love the goals so you heard that uh 10 weddings for yes. next year Ten so weddings. if you're watching this you getting married in 2024 you can Tap hit up in. the flower dealer <laughs> yes. Tap in. Yes. So give the people your website, social media, how they can get in contact with you. I'm sure they will be reaching out and saying they need flowers for X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. So how can they how can they reach you? Yep. So um, you can reach out to me actually on Instagram right now. My Instagram is Mrs. A Savage, M-R-S-A-S-A-V-A-G-E. Um, and also the flower dealer. I have two Instagram pages, which I do floral stuff on both. Um, and that is T-H-E-E flower dealer. Um, for Instagram. And then if you want to email me, it is ayanaiwilson at gmail.com. And that is A-Y-A-N-N-A-I Wilson at gmail.com. Perfect. Perfect. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time to be a part, a part of the podcast today. More importantly, being a part of our special day and being Absolutely. a part of our lives uh, as yes, well. It was so. great. I also just want to say, too, really quickly. Sorry. I know you guys are trying to end it here, but I just want to say this. <laughs> no. I just want to say Take this. Your time. Um, <laughs> the fact that Amanda allowed me and reached out to me to be able to do her bouquet and the bridesmaid bouquets and to be a part of you guys' wedding was such a confidence booster and was such a great like thing for me because I didn't think before that that I could even do a wedding. Mm. And it really, like right after that, I booked two weddings and it just like that was such a cool moment to be able to do that for one of my best friends. And also, like, just to be a part of you guys' day, because like, you guys' day was lit. And to be a part of that and to say, like, I did anything, like, with that was just so huge. And, like, I appreciate you trusting me for that because you could have been like, hey, nah, you still starting out. Like, I don't know what you're going to do. This is the most important day of my life. I love you. And I still would have been there, no problem, you know? But the fact that you took that leap of faith and said, hey, like, I want you to do what you do because I know you're passionate about it. Like, I really appreciate that. That, that it was, really was nice. No that question awesome. for me. Yeah, that was a no-brainer. <laughs> that was a yeah, no-brainer. And there no was brainer. never any other. So uh, that was, that was it wasn't a second thought. So we sincerely appreciate you. Yeah, of um, course. And, and the family, because I got to see your mom that day, early yeah. that day, your husband. Um, so thank you all for the support that you give her. Um, and yeah, we're just grateful for you. So 
yeah thanks Aww. again Absolutely. And oh, looking forward to seeing the, the flower dealer in 2024. I know yes, you're, about to, you're about to shut it down. So. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> and you, you done brought Thank your you. mom into it too. So yeah. I know. I know. Your mama and the baby. So yes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so mama is ready. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you once again. And everybody watching, we'll tap in with y'all soon. Peace. Peace.